This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Morning Majlis podcast. It's the Morning Majlis. It's the Morning Majlis coming back to the conversation surrounding the world of e-commerce and convenience. We all like shopping online. We all like buying services online. And uh, we all know that the cost of living is rising across the world. How are these big companies making uh, their money? Uh, how the, how is there uh, a, a markup? And to talk to us in greater detail uh, about their UAE e-commerce consumer price index for Q1 2023, we're very kindly joined by Patton's MENA General Manager, David Quaif, who's very kindly joined us on the lines. A very good morning to you, David. Good morning, Abdul. Thanks for having me on the show. Great to have uh, you again. And uh, let's start off by talking about the key findings that you've got. So what we do understand is that there has been a bit of a slowdown in terms of inflation, in terms of uh, the uh, the consumer behavior here as well, in terms of prices for FMCG, fast-moving consumer goods. Uh, talk to us about the key details uh, of the, the report. Yeah, sure. So the, the report in itself... Um we basically wanted to understand um, inflation, right? At Pattern, we have access to a lot of data points on e-commerce. So we decided to, to use those to really track pricing uh, quarter on quarter, year on year. Um, so we took the typical household goods type items, right? That you put into your basket, you know, like your groceries and beauty products and so on, uh, and tracked all of those individually. What we saw is that, you know, whilst Year on year, it's still obviously quite high um, in terms of inflation. It has slowed quarter on quarter. Um, and some of those individual products have slowed more. There are a couple that have slightly decreased. But overall, the theme is that it is slowing down. It's still going up. Those prices have still gone up on average um, quarter on quarter. Um, but it has slowed down. And we do expect that to kind of continue. Um, and obviously, we'll continue to do this report every quarter throughout the year just to kind of see where that's going. Um, we've also done this in other markets, the US and Europe. Um, and interestingly, the UAE has slowed more than some other markets, and the Euro businesses are slightly less. You know, again, this is just those household items that we're looking at in the basket, but it's quite interesting to see that. Uh, and that we could say that, you know, the inflation hasn't hit the UAE as hard as other markets like the US or Europe. Yeah, David. Let's talk more about the products um, that are that are the most in demand. Um, so, what has been the most in demand products to buy online for consumers here in the region, from your research and expertise? Yeah, so the, I, I guess more around my expertise. So this was really just looking at typical items, right? like rice, flour, milk, and so on. In terms of the items that sell most online, you know, in the UAE, it's typically always been fashion and consumer electronics. They're really the categories that everyone goes for. We are seeing other categories increase. So we're seeing a lot around the health category, increases in supplements, the vitamins, mineral supplements. I think COVID definitely helped spark that. Um, and there's True. been a really big demand in that category. Um, home, kitchen, again, growth categories along with beauty. Uh, but typically it's fashion, apparel, and consumer electronics. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, David, for joining us here on the show. I'd like to ask you, um, and I don't always like to bring it up, but you did touch about it there, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I remember during the pandemic, I was buying 
things left, right and center online. But I need to ask you, how has the e-commerce industry fared after post COVID-19 pandemic? So it's fared pretty well, right? I think this was the, if you look at it, kind of the injection uh, into driving that consumer behavior shift. Right. I think the UAE was already well on its road, but it just kind of sped it up. I think, you know, in a, a other markets is maybe a slightly different story. And they're finding it hard to anniversary those numbers that they would have seen during COVID. But I think in the UAE, it's really kind of just driven that. And I think that's also testament to a lot of the businesses getting behind it as well. Right. Um, and really seeing this as an opportunity during that COVID period time, right, when there was a bit of uncertainty about uh, typical, you know, more brick and mortar businesses and other other channels of businesses uh, that e-commerce was really really pushed hard and i think you know we, we're seeing that continue um you know with the big marketplaces like amazon and noon but also with the you know the omni-channel retailers from the groups like landmark and uh Shalub, et etc all, all seeing you know strong steady growth continuing now, the big question is, I think it's very rightly pointed out that you've talked about the established businesses and the physical stores. Now, they've also been launching these digital stores. And uh, I think how are they feeling the heat and demand from consumer um, uh, you know, preference of, of buying things online? Uh, because I've, I've noticed even in my own household, they, they go to a store and they think, hmm, I'll, I'll check the price of this particular product mm. online and then I'll come back and decide yeah. if I want to buy, it, buy this. And then, of course, the, the usual trend of returning items, which is a never-ending curve. Um, so oh, can you talk to us about how these stores are now facing the heat and how should they be reacting, the physical stores, uh, in terms of the demand of uh, the e-commerce? Yeah, definitely. And this is something that the, I'd say the West saw quite a long time ago. And there was mm. a specific term around this. It was called showrooming. So people would go into the store, they'd have a look at product, and then they'd get their phone out, they'd have a look online, it's cheaper, <laughs> that's a button, they get it ordered. Interestingly, I do th think the UAE bucks that trend a little bit um, because I think there is a slightly higher percentage of disposable income that people aren't really feeling the pinch and the need to do that. Mm. I think a great example of a retailer, well, this is pretty much the only shop that I visit, which is Virgin, right? And and you go in there and it's a bit more of an experience, right? The, the way that the products are laid out, there's new innovative products. I think, you know, people are willing to spend that extra money when they're getting an experience in the physical world. And I think that's where a lot of the retailers have gone. And the ones that haven't really adopted that and adopted the kind of high levels of customer service, as well as giving them some sort of experience of being there physically, and they're maybe faring worse than some of those other ones that have adopted that. So when it comes to consumer behavior, uh, what are the upcoming trends that you see coming up in the next couple of years? Yeah, I think like upcoming trends, there's obviously a lot of buzz around metaverse and three mm. and so on. Personally, I, I still think that's quite a way off, right, mm. for, for typical retail businesses. I think a lot of brands are doing that and, and testing the waters and it might look nice and shiny, but really it's not going to be core cool to businesses. I think, you know, it's still around making sure that you have a steady, strong supply of stock is keeping it simple and, and to the basics, making sure that your customer service is, you know, the best it can be, right? And making sure that that's monitored because it's something that can slip. Um, and also just, you know, making sure that if you are an online business and you have physical stores, that they are truly synced up, right? That omni-channel approach, I think most businesses have adopted that, but it's an ongoing journey, right? You've got to continually 
uh, improve on that and make sure that customers are getting the same level of experience on any channel that they shop. Um, and then, you know, maybe Metaverse Web, Web3 um, might be a trend that we see start to have a little more, bit more traction in the next couple of years. But I do think that full adoption is maybe a little bit longer, longer away. And when it, when, it, when it comes to online shopping, you know, we, we know the Amazon, we know the Dubizzle. Uh, David, do you know any other maybe smaller uh, online retailers that you would recommend the up and coming uh, new, newer ones potentially? Yeah, like in true in, in terms of marketplaces, there's really only two in the in the region, which is Amazon and Noon. And I think, you know, and that that means that someone can sell on those marketplaces, right? So there's mm. kind of two parts of their business. There's a retail business where they buy the stock, and then there's the part where you sell it. And and a pattern, we're a seller, right? So we you know, that's our business model. We sell brands on there. In terms of other um e-commerce sites, I think there are some smaller ones. I think some of the D2C brands are doing a good job um, with some of their sites. I think, interestingly, one that's grown a lot in terms of traction, but a lot of people don't know about it, is Tradling. Um, so Tradling is a B2B e-commerce site, um, but they have gained a lot of traction. So that's where businesses can go and bulk buy you know, commodity-type products as well. Um, and I think that's quite interesting that the B2B e-commerce businesses have started to grow and get a lot of traction. Um, and then, you know, it's your, your typical, you know, you've got your NAM shoes. I think Unas is doing a very, very um, good job in the luxury space mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to e-commerce. They've got very, very good customer service, good selection. Um, I know Farfetch is trying to compete in that sphere as well. Um, yeah, no no other specific ones I would uh, mm. call out. Amazon and Noon is still the is still the largest, I would say. Yeah, That's the true. dominant players. Um, and uh, what what trend are you seeing in terms of, because I know there's going to be a huge surge in Gen Z buyers, because obviously they've gone through the, the schooling, they're going to be approaching the university years, and then they're going to be hitting the job market as well. Uh, I'm, I'm sure most of the Gen Z are already in the job market. Uh, but uh, talk to us about, uh, is there going to be a great a huge surge in people pursuing it as a career now as opposed to you know looking for more uh, physical or a, a commercial roles that they'll think of maybe starting an online business a side gig or, or something like that uh, uh, what trend are you seeing yeah 100 percent. i think um in the uae there, there'll definitely be more of this right so i think there is a lot more people looking at setting their own businesses up selling on places like Amazon, right? Or creating their own e-commerce sites. I think it's become a lot easier with platforms like Shopify to create your own e-commerce store. I think this region has always done that. I used to live in Kuwait as well. And I think across the GCC, there's always been people setting up Instagram stores, selling Mm. it via there. I think a lot of those have shifted over. And I think that's true. A lot of the younger generation are quite entrepreneurial in that regard. So I think, you know, that would definitely be there. I think the, the, the kind of the issue is, is that the market is only so big, right? Yeah. So how far can that go, uh, that e-commerce site? And um, you've really got to go across the GCC to make it a, a sizable market and then you know, also explore other regions. So I think that that younger generation definitely looking at digital e-commerce as a, an opportunity, one for a career, but also as an entrepreneur. And I think that's where there's going to be more, more of that in the future. Well, lots of optimism to take back, and I uh, would like to thank uh, David Quay for, for joining us uh, this morning, General Manager for Patton MENA Region. Uh, thank you uh, very much again this morning. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 7 a.m.